God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, draw near now. Amen. Immaculee Ilibigiza is a survivor of the Rwandan genocide. In her memoir, Left to Tell, she shares a story of faith and hope centered around 91 days trapped with seven other women in a bathroom at a local pastor's home. There she learned to confront her fear of death and ultimately the power of unconditional love. In this wilderness, Immaculee learned to remember. Release meant deliverance into a world that held the truth of that trauma, a life without her loved ones and the living out in real time of the forgiveness her faith proclaimed. How did she do it? What happens in the wilderness and how do we survive it? We often think of wilderness as the desert, a dry expanse of land of unprotected borders and struggle, a place of dread. But the wilderness is also a place of illumination. And this layered definition is significant in Mark's gospel. In this context, the wilderness is not only a place of wrestling and struggle, but one of revelatory encounter. The wilderness is both and. Immaculee speaks of being trapped in this desolate space, alone with her thoughts and how she learned to respond to the negative voices she encountered with identity grounding prayer. In the wilderness, she remembers her name. In this prayer infused interior, what some would consider a lonely and heartbreaking landscape, she remembers the voice of God and learns to identify and tune out others those that could destroy her. It's what I imagine Jesus experiences in the wilderness he's assigned to in verse 12 of today's text. And what I believe many of us struggle with today, the wilderness of our own thoughts and the difficulty in hearing and remembering God's voice. Calling us, yes, to obedient service, absolutely, but also, and maybe more importantly, as God's beloved. Immaculee credits her survival to prayer, this constant communication and connection with God. In the wilderness of the Rwandan genocide, identity grounding prayer was her lifeline. Through it, she experienced a faith sharpening, transcendent, internal realignment, one which forced her to trust only in the nearness and provision of God. Prayer drowned out the negative voices so that she could remember God's life-changing divine declaration. It also strengthened her to fulfill her ministry as a survivor. In the wilderness, she was given instructions. She emerged from the wilderness with a mission. In the wilderness, knowing who you are, drilling down on such sacred assurance is a basic survival skill. In the wilderness, we learn to remember. If you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are. It's the first Sunday of Lent and the words of poet and artist Jan Richardson ring true as words of wisdom, time-honored wisdom 
You are the beloved marked as Christ's own. Please know that before you begin, before you take another step, beloved, she says, is where we begin. In Mark's gospel, God's words are spoken to Jesus alone. This God seems to say is something you need to know. Here, take it as bread for your journey. Any kind of faithful leadership or direction begins with this kind of affirmation. You are beloved, hear this. Though the heavens are torn apart, hear me call your name. Don't miss it. This voice, these words as mana, they matter. The God of the universe spoke and those words will sustain us as we prepare for the work of love, the brutal work of love. So listen, listen for and remember your name. We've got 40 days to wander through these halls to make our way through this Lenten labyrinth. If we use it well, there will be times of deep listening and learning, of remembering and recommitting, of standing because we've heard and have recorded as a heart song, the identity grounding words of complete and total affirmation, you are mine, you are my beloved. How do we navigate a wilderness we didn't ask for? The unexpected. How do we navigate the dislocation, the eruptions, the instability and uncertainty, the compounded and compounding grief? How will we shift or bend so as not to break? In the wilderness, remember, we have an identity anchored in God's love and the promise of Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus enters the wilderness before he begins the labor of love that is his earthly mission. And that wilderness was about preparation and discernment. If we dig for details on this text, we know that angels follow Jesus into the wilderness. But before they make their presence known, the wilderness for Jesus is all about a conversation. Jesus's response to what he hears. I'm talking about those other voices and their identity stabbing those words. In the wilderness, Jesus learns to respond to those words, those voices, voices that rise, as my spiritual mother would say, from the pit of hell. Ours is the task of remembering the first voice, the voice that breaks through heaven to establish covenant with us as beloved creatures of purpose, children of God. Immaculate is intentional about remembering God's loving confirmation and to her call to service. She crowds out the voice of doubt and fear to hear the single track playlist, the perpetual love song God sings over each of us. If we know the wilderness as a place of remembering God's past and promised provision, we know listening as part of that work. The wilderness, the wilderness is about identity, establishing what James Cone, one of the founding fathers of liberation theology terms, somebodiness. It's standing on the truth of that identity, our inherent worthiness as children of God and responding to the voice that calls us, beloved, 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 we have work to do, let's go. So what if even for this moment, we got quiet, quiet enough to listen, quiet enough to hear that still small voice as it whispered, 
your belovedness, your name. Will you bow your hearts with me in silence to notice that even in this space, in this moment, the heavens are open before the spirit descends to usher you away for the work of love or simply off for the rest of your day. Listen, listen now just for a moment for your name. In Mark's gospel, wilderness is used to describe not only a geographical space, but a space of inner working and inward looking, a season of solitude, perhaps vital for the next phase of the mission. As we make our way in the wilderness, dance around the creative edge of the change in landscape, may we remember, may we hear our divine naming as children of God as beloved of the one. As you cross the line, pass through, through the portal between peace and chaos, remember your identity, remember your name and take it with you. There is, we know, meaning to be found in the margins and a certain amount of risk involved as we consider our calling and mission. The truth that the work will continue, that it must, compels us to cross that line. And so we make our way over to bear witness, to say yes again to the work of preparation, of getting ready for the next thing, for what comes after. We say yes again to the work of the mission, the dream of beloved community, the work with Jesus, creating a new social order, one grounded in love. We make our way over and through to desperately, reverently be about and pursue God's will. Today, we know our presence in the wilderness as active resistance to the world we face and the surrender required as wisdom, being mindful always of the voices we listen to and use our own to preach the good news to ourselves and others. So much of this world is not as it should be. From the dreadful news highlighting our persistent unstable political climate to unspeakable tragedy, the tragedy that reveals our nation's battle with itself, the wilderness of sickness, of fear, of poverty, of statewide power outages, the wilderness of living alone or as the sole care caregiver for a loved one, the wilderness of mental illness, the wilderness of waiting, simply is not as it should be. But science supports the idea that the universe is still coming into being, that ours is a world under construction. And like the universe, humans too are still forming. We are still growing. God is not finished. So the call remains the same. The call to the wilderness is one of preparation of inward looking as we ready ourselves for the work ahead, as we transition from this to that. So whether it's 40 days or 40 years, a wilderness experience won't last forever. With grace, God's grace, we emerge from it, called to come out of it, equipped with skills and tools to face the next season. If we're listening to the right voices, we'll be ready. 
You and I are a part of that larger body of seekers who remember Jesus' walk through the wilderness and with him believe for a new future, a future of hope. It is our divine duty to remember and to that remembrance, respond in submission and support to God's dream, God's work, God's beloved community. In the wilderness, we remember God. It is a spacious place of promise, of illumination, and renewed hope for a world rebuilt with love. Ours is the job of wandering and seeing, and above all, finding meaning in the journey, of remembering and returning to the God who names us. It is the call to go inward, to understand the full power of an unwavering personal truth. Like Jesus, we too are marked as daughters and sons of God. It is our sacred identity. Our marking is sufficient and it is forever. If the purpose of Lent is to spiritually center our souls, to make room for what is important, to prepare for what is ahead, it is equally important to begin that season of reflection with a ritual remembrance of God's presence and eternal affirmation over us. It is important to remember this truth, who and whose we are, even when things don't go as planned as we might have hoped. This is after all a walk toward death and John the baptizer will be jailed and killed. Those who walk with Jesus to the cross will watch him die. What of John's wilderness experience? What of the wilderness of this pandemic and other tragedies that claim the lives of so many? Not everyone survives. And yet we have this promise of Emmanuel and the nearness of angels, the strange graces that come to us even as the simple whisper of a loving reminder. I'm convinced that whether we make it out of the wilderness or not, our belovedness isn't changed. That what we get is the presence, the mighty and immeasurable love of God. This truth is complicated. This truth, God's truth is a flame we can't blow out. The wildfire of God's word lights our way and by grace we nimbly weave ourselves around its beautiful mythical mystery. God's truth, this truth is an inferno, an incandescent flame. In the wake of the blaze we find ashes, the charred remnants of a faith now tried. On the other side is a faith that is gold. The wilderness is the place of deconstruction and critical analysis of our heart's philosophy. It is a space of unraveling and restoration, of proclamation and protest, of layers pulled back to reveal spaces, spaces that need healing. Let this process, this journey be part of our healing and may our God be with us in our awakening. Ever our compass, ever our guide. On this first Sunday of Lent, as you commit to the wilderness journey, commit or recommit to it, I pray you find strength in God's divine affirmation. You are God's beloved. May you be readied for the challenges ahead, assured of angelic presence and assistance. May there be streams of renewal in your wilderness. When you are weary, may you be carried by love May you find rest. 
May you know God's grace and energy. May the God who sees all act on your behalf. May you have enough. Know that you are not alone. May you live to tell that Jesus walked with you. Amen.